My, my sermon this morning is called Check Your Pulse. Everybody check your pulse. Are you alive? Do you know what your heart rate is? Neither do I. But <laughs> I just know I'm breathing, I'm moving, I'm alive. Um, God gave me this sermon because I've, in the, all across the world today, in our city, in our nation, there's people who are hurting. People are going through all kinds of things, tragedy, heartache, uh, backache. It doesn't matter what it is. People are going through it. And the, the problem is, is that we're going through it and, and, and we're hopeless. We can't find no hope because we're going through it. We feel like, oh, it's the end of the world. It will never get better. Um, and, and that leaves us unresponsive to God. If we feel like we can't make it, then why is there a reason to praise God? We're frozen in fear, frozen in shame, frozen in, in sadness and hurt, all because we're going through stuff. Going through stuff. But I want to let you know this morning that even in your hurt, even in your pain, even in your shame, that you can still praise God. You can still bless him. And, and, and just because you're going through doesn't mean that it's over. Check your pulse. You're still living. You're still breathing. You're still moving. You can make it. You can make it. So to help me with this sermon, um, I have an acronym called PULSE. P stands for position. One thing that messes us up into thinking that we're hopeless is that we forget that we're connected. We're connected to God. We know that the blood of Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross, he connected us. He connected us to eternity. He connected us to, to his provision, to his help. He connected us. And I don't want you to forget that you're connected. And, and even when you are going through and you feel disconnected, all you got to do is plug in. Let me remind you this morning that as a believer of God, that the blood of Jesus has made a way for you. His blood has made the atonement for you so that you can have access. When you are in Jesus, you are in Jesus and Jesus is in you and the Father is in Jesus and the Father is in you. So that means you're all wrapped up in one. So why? Why feel disconnected when you are connected? You just got to remind yourself you're connected. Turn the light on. Turn the light on. Um, let me read a verse, Hebrews chapter 10, 19 through 21. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Two things there. I want to remind you that you are connected by the blood of Jesus. Amen? The second thing is, not only are you connected, but God is over you. If you feel like you're suffocating because of things that are happening around you because life is hard, life is a struggle, things don't happen the way that you want it to, so you feel like maybe you're suffocating and you can't make it. But what you need to do is get under God. Get under God. 
get under his covering, get under his authority. We need to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. What does humble mean? Humble doesn't mean that you uh, discredit who you are. Humble means that you value God so much that you rather go his way versus your way. You rather go his way versus your way. James 4, 7 says that your submission to God allows you to resist the devil. And we know that that sneaky devil, he is a liar. We know that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But you can resist the thoughts of the enemy and all the things that he's been telling you because he's telling you that you won't make it. He's telling you that things won't get better. But I came to serve notice this morning on the enemy that things will get better, that you'll make it. Yeah, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. So when we submit ourselves to God, we're able to resist the enemy. You can resist the thoughts when he tells you that things are over. Um, because we know that it's not over until God says it is, right? The Bible tells us that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When you humble yourself, you are allowed to live in the grace of God. You're able to live in the grace of God when you humble yourself. We need more grace. Amen? We need the grace of God to live, to function. Because I have the grace of God, I have ease. I have access because I have the grace of God, God helps me through things. 1 John 4, 13 through 16 says, This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. When you're connected to God... When we're in God, we act out of love. We act out of love. So our position in God needs to be one of love. Check your position. When you're in the right position or right standing with God, you know that all things are working together for your good. Why? Because you love God and you're called according to his purpose. You... You is for what's unseen. Can you say unseen? Unseen. You don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. Isn't it funny how we overreact before we really know what's going on? We're hollering, help! God, help me! Where are you? I'm help. I need help. I'm struggling. All the while not knowing that God is allowing you to go through that so that way he can produce something in your life. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Consult God. That's what acknowledge means. You're consulting God. You're getting his opinion on the matter. You're getting his word on the matter. When you acknowledge God, again, you get his grace. You get his access. You get his help. You get his direction. And the things that you do see aren't the things that really matter. Everything that you see is going to pass away. The things that we don't see, like love, is what matters. I know you don't have everything you want. I know that you may be struggling. I know that the situation in your life isn't perfect. But I want you to know that as long as you have your organs in your life, 
Just like we have organs in our body, as long as we got our heart, as long as we got our liver, as long as we got our kidneys, we're going to be all right. Amen? But let me transcend that into the spirit realm. The Bible tells us that, it, that these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. These are our organs in the spirit realm. As long as we got faith, hope, and love, we're going to be all right. Faith, hope, and love. We got to have that faith, hope, and love. And I know you feel hopeless this morning, but I'm here to tell you, you need to get you some faith. Faith comes by the hearing of the word of God. Are you hearing this morning? Do you hear what the word of God is saying? You will live. You will live. Get you some hope. Get you some love. Reconnect to those things and you'll feel alive again. You can find your life. You can find your lifeline in Jesus. You can find your supply in Jesus. You can find your help in Jesus. He is your friend. He's your friend when you're friendless. He's your father when you're fatherless. He's your mother when you're motherless. He's your mother when you're motherless. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know life is hard. I know it's hard, but Jesus is right there with you. Even in the face of ugliness, you can still rejoice. Hey, in the face of ugliness, in the face of tragedy, in the face of unbelief, you can still rejoice. I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but today I'm going to rejoice. Today I'm going to bless God. Hey, today I'm going to bless God. He is my strength. He is my portion. He is my portion. He is my portion. L, let's go to L. Can y'all say L? L is for lift up your head. Lift up your head. Quit walking around with your head hung down. Why? You already got the victory? The V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. You got the victory. Y'all like how I do that? V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. Hey. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do we have the victory, but we're surrounded. Psalms 32, 7 says that you are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalms 125, 2 says that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. Sometimes all you got to do is encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Remind yourself that you got the victory and that you're surrounded. You're surrounded by God. He's not going to let anything come against you that you can't handle. God got you. He got you going forth. He got you coming from behind. He got you on the side, from to the right and to the left. He got you surrounded. You got you surrounded. You got to remind your problems sometimes. You got to remind your problems that, that they're not going to have you. You got to remind your problems that God is bigger, that God is greater than any problem, any circumstance, so it don't matter. You may try to shake me, and I may be shaking, but I'm not going to break. You may shake me, but I'm not going to break. You got to remind people sometimes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people, they to give you all the bad news, and they tell you every reason why. You should feel the way that you're feeling. But you need to get you some people around you who will speak life into your life. People who will remind you of the goodness of God. That if he did it before, what? He'll do it again. 
Amen. He'll do it again. Remind people that God is a deliverer. He's a way maker. Remind people that you're not dead, you're yet alive. You ought to shake yourself loose from that mindset. Come shake yourself. Come on. Can you shake yourself? Shimmy a little bit. Shake yourself. Shake yourself loose. Shake yourself loose. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling afraid, you ought to just shake yourself loose. Shake your head. Shake your legs. Shake your arms. Know that Jesus is with you because he's allowing you to move those limbs. You're going to be all right. Keep moving. Keep pressing. Keep going forward. Let's go to S. Set your expectations. If God said it, he'll keep his word. The Bible tells us that God is not a man that he should lie. And I've experienced that in my life, that God has never failed me. He's never left me. And I know that when God speaks something over my life, I can count on it. I can take it to the bank and catch that check because his word is faithful. His word is faithful. He won't lie. He won't lie. So we, we need to remember not to have unrealistic expectations. Disappointment comes when our expectations aren't met. Disappointment turns into depression. And oftentimes when we're in depression, we get to blaming God for those feelings. God, you didn't come through for me like you said. God didn't tell you he was going to do that. We're depressed because things didn't work out right. Oh, this ain't going to do that. And that gonna do, it don't look right and all this other kind of stuff. So, God says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So that means he's going to be right there with you through the valley, through the trouble, through everything. And, and let me tell you another thing. We all go through it. We all go through life. We all have trouble. We all have problems. But you don't have to let your problems cause your falling out. You're going to have some good times. You're going to be on the mountain sometimes. You're going to be in the valley. You're going to be in, in struggle. You're going to be in success. It doesn't matter. Just know that God is with you. And what you can count on and what you can expect is that even though you may die from this earth and will die, most people, that you're not going to die as believers in Jesus. He said you won't see death. You won't see death. E. We got your E. We got your E. E is for exalt. Sometimes you got to praise God in order to be rekindled, to remind yourself that God is still good. He's still good. I know he didn't bring me this far just to leave me. I know that he didn't allow me to go through this just to leave me. I know that in the end, it's still going to work out for my good. Why? Because, again, I love him and I'm called. I'm called his son. You're called his child. He won't leave you nor forsake you. You got to remind yourself of the goodness of the Lord. David said that I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Praise is good because it keeps you focused. You can't praise God and praise your problems at the same time. It don't work that way. Your problems don't compare to the greatness of God. As you magnify God, your problems have to bow down to God. You got to praise God until something happens. 
And I think this, as, a, as believers in Christ, this is where we mess up. Because we praise God, but we don't praise him until something happens. We don't praise him until our, our eyes are changed. Sometimes you got to praise God until you look at the problem and it looks like a solution. Praise God until something happens. You know who did that in the Bible? Paul and Silas. They were in prison. And at a certain point, they prayed and they sung songs. And guess what? The foundation shook. So you can't tell me that my praise don't cause the situations to change. Praise is my weapon. Praise is what I do. I don't know. I can't do nothing else. I know that I can praise God. I know that I can bless God. I know that I can find help when I praise God. Can you praise God this morning? Is he worthy? He's worthy. He's worthy of our praise. God, we thank you. We magnify your name, God. You are greater. You are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You are greater than our problems. Greater than our problems. Let's go to John 11. This is my scripture. And I encourage you all, when you leave here this morning, to go read the entirety of chapter 11 in John. Um, It says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Four days. That's a long time. Now, somebody I knew was in the grave four days. They gone. We can't do nothing for you, but pray. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And isn't that like us? God, if you had been here, my situation would be all right. God, if you had been here, I know that everything would have been all right. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You see, Martha must have been hard of hearing. Because Jesus told her that your brother will rise again. But you see, our limited thinking thinks that he, she was, he was talking about when the resurrection happens, when he comes back for us. But Jesus meant right now. Right now. Right now. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Ain't that some good stuff? The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Is that it? Mm. Oh, that's the next part. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, By this time, there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. And isn't that like us? Reminding God of every single problem as why things can't happen. If God is telling you, move away the stone, move away the stone. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. 
when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And I wanted to tell you this morning that God is calling you by name. He's saying, Vina, come out. He's saying, Beth, come out. He's saying, Gilbert, come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. The dead man came out with his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Let him go. Let me tell you the pulse in this story. The P, their position was that they knew Jesus. They knew, they called on him. They knew him. They had a relationship with him. The U, we see that in in, uh, verse 4, where Jesus had already said that the sickness wouldn't end in death. L, the lifting of the head was when Martha said that she believed that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. The S, the expectation was that if they believed, they would see the glory of God. And the E, well, how can you not praise God if he raised your brother to life? So I'm telling you this morning, do not quit. Don't give up. God is producing something in your life. I know it's hard. I know you're struggling right now, but it is for your good. It is for your good. Can you say amen? He's moving even though you don't see him. You just have to trust him. What you're going through didn't come to kill you. It, came to take you. it didn't come to take you out. It came so that you, so that you will see the glory of God. What is the glory of God? It is the awesomeness of who our God is. Don't faint. You will not die. You will live. Amen.